Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is October 8th, it's 2019, and we're going to talk about the eight-game NHL slate for tonight. We're going to talk some pucks. Yes, I am talking pucks. I know that is not what you're used to on this podcast, but with no basketball going on yet and baseball, not a big slate today, we're going to talk hockey, and I'm joined today by one of our NHL guys here at Roto-Grinders. His name is Joe, but his screen name is Joda. If you're in Discord or if you've been following along to NHL Premium. I'm sure you have seen his content. So, Joda, how are you doing, my friend? No, pretty good. Thanks for having me, Stevie. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. Um, I know nothing about hockey. I play hockey maybe three times a year, opening night, just because I usually do a podcast. We did one with JMB the other day, and a couple times during the NBA All Star break, just because I'll get the itch. But um, you know, I'll probably play tonight because I'm going to be listening to all your stuff here. So um, appreciate you joining me. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Check out the sponsor of the podcast. They do have some NHL contests up for tonight. They have a $25 two-entry max, uh, $1,500 tournament. They also have a $5, $1, and $100 tournament. So plenty of stuff going on over there for hockey. Also, $500,000 Hooters main event. We saw it last week go down to $500,000. Back at $500,000 this weekend, plus the $72,000 wishbone. So if you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, break free DFS. Make sure you head on over to Roto Grinders. Sign up through the links. That way you get three months of Roto Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft, and you'll get any promos that we run with them. So, um, we're going to be talking some hockey, like I said, and and like I said, Joda is one of our guys here. If you haven't checked out the NHL Premium, it's a ton of stuff in one spot. Um, you can get a lot of access in Lineup HQ like you can for other sports. Uh, we were working on a new stacking tool, which is going to be something that is going to be out soon is what I've been told. If you have the combo for the core sports, NHL is one of those sports, so make sure you're taking advantage of that. If not, you can get access to NHL Premium here at Roto-Grinders for $149.99 for the whole entire season. So check it out. A uh, bunch of great NHL content this year. We got guys like JMB, who was on the other day, Joda, who's going to break down today's slate, and um, some other guys, Boggs, who you guys know from baseball. So let's get started. We're going to start here with Dallas and Washington. Um this is a game that features a five and a half over under and we have um, Washington being a one fifty-five favorite. So give me your thoughts here on the Dallas stars. Well, it's, it's tough with Dallas here. I mean, first of all, this game does have the lowest total according to Vegas, Dallas high hopes this season, but kind of a slow start. They're winless in three attempts and the lines are kind of in a blender right now going into Washington, not the most ideal place to play. Uh, the Capitals will get Evgeny Kuznetsov back tonight, which will be a you know nice boost for them, although Lars Eller has filled in admirably. In all honesty, I'm not really interested much in here. The only thing I'd consider is maybe a uh, Alex Ovechkin one-off just because he is someone who can break the slate. 
And of course, with the new DraftKings scoring, hat tricks seem to be all the rage, and he is certainly one of the players on this slate with the most upside. Yeah, and isn't there a new scoring too for like shots on goal and stuff, right? Yeah, so there's the five-shot bonus where you get, you know, the, the additional bonus there, and Ovechkin just has that kind of floor. But, again, it's not really a game I'm looking to attack with Ben Bishop in nets, uh, most likely for Dallas. He's a very solid goaltender, and given that the Stars have yet to pick up a win, I do expect their best effort here tonight, even though the spot is less than ideal. Um, before we move on to the next game, any interest here in the goalies? Uh, you said this has a low total. Is that usually something you want to look at um, at all? I think Ben Bishop is, is always in play. It's just uh, I really don't like taking goalies against Washington. They're, they're far too efficient on the power play, and I just don't really see Washington throwing up uh, that many shots on goals. So it's not really a spot I'm looking to back either goalie here. I mean, although the total is, is the lowest on the night, it just feels like a, a 3-2 game either way with no real considerable edge that, I, that I'm looking for. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Jets and pe- Penguins. Um, let's start with the Jets side of things, and then you can just work your way over to the Penguins. What do you like here on Winnipeg? Well, Winnipeg's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, last timeout, Josh Morrissey missed for the Jets. And, of course, the Jets are already without Dustin Bufflin, who is still contemplating retirement. Uh, there would be maybe some opportunity for um, one of the other defensemen on Winnipeg, maybe Pianca Hanola, who's on the second power play unit. But it, it's really something we're going to have to watch at the morning skate to see if anyone is going to fill in for Morrissey again. Um, besides that, I don't know. Pittsburgh has their kind of injury issues here that we can talk about in a second, but uh, Winnipeg, there, there's not much I'm seeing really. All right. Um, that's fine with me. I'm, I'm always, I, I like when, you know, there's just spots that you really like or spots that you don't really like. So if you don't like something, that's fine with me. Um, Pittsburgh is interesting, right? Like I'm looking at just the roster and it looks like there's a lot of banged up guys here. So I'm sure we're going to see some potential value here. And, you know, anytime you're playing any DFS sport, like your ears perk when it comes to value. Yeah, for sure. And the big thing with this game is, of course, it does have the highest total here in Pittsburgh. You know, they put up seven goals last time out, and that was with uh, Sidney Crosby and Jake Gunsell on the top line being relatively quiet. Uh, of course, the big news is Evgeny Malkin will be out for at least a month, and he was not the only casualty last game as Nick Bukestad will also be missing some time. Now, what this does is, well, that's two of their centers here, and I'll be curious to see how they roll out the line, so we'll have to keep an eye on that tomorrow. Uh, it's, it's possible Jared McCann, who somehow had two goals and an assist last time out, moves up to the second-line center, and he is quite cheap across the industry. DraftKings here, 3700 And on Fandle, he is also listed as a center and checks in at 4300 Uh Given Winnipeg's woes, he, he seems like a, a decent punt option it's just on a big slate i'm not sure 
if we'll have to go there, but it, it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, 3700 on DraftKings, like you said. It looks like he's cheap across the industry, just kind of clicking through sites really quick. Um, if he moves up, do you, is he a guy that could potentially play on the power play too? Um, because just looking at some of the guys that you're talking about that are out, it looks like they were power play guys. Yeah, with, with Bukestad out, he was on a second unit. Malkin was, was on the top unit, of course. So likely, I don't know, I, I could see defenseman Justin Schultz or Chris Letang staying on on the top power play, perhaps going to a three forward two D setup, but we'll really have to look at the morning skate. Another skater of interest here is going to be Alex Galchenyuk. He was brought in in the off season and with Malkin out, I, I wouldn't be too surprised if, if they moved Galchenyuk uh, from wing back to center, which he has played throughout his career so it's really going to be a situation to, to monitor tomorrow or this morning to see everybody knows we record the night before that's fine <laughs> um it's perfectly fine so you know hockey like some other sports you're gonna have to pay attention to the morning stuff so um yeah we'll have to see i'm sure you guys um, in the premium discord will be talking about you know what you're seeing here and in the premium content so um, anything else that you wanted to touch on on the Penguin side, any of the goalies or anything before we move on to the next game? Well, I think Matt Murray is always in play due to the shot volume he sees. It's just with the lack of center depth right now on Pittsburgh, I'm kind of weary of that. I could see, you know, Winnipeg coming in here and, and putting up some goals just because Pittsburgh is so thin at, at center right now. Yeah, and, you know, the only the only reason I bring it up is because I don't know, like, a, a lot about hockey. I've already said that. But it to me, if I was looking at just Vegas odds, like the Flames goalie, I don't even know who it is, um, is probably going to be a guy that's pretty popular. So just seeing if there's any other guys that could potentially be pivot plays off the chalk goalie. Mm-hmm. All right, we move on. Carolina at Florida, taking on the Panthers, the Hurricanes, and the Panthers. Everybody gets excited about this game, right? Um, I'm joking. Hurricanes, anything here on Carolina that you like? Well, Carolina started really well. Uh, the problem is with, with their lines, they're kind of scattered, and we, we do see guys kind of moving around. The power play isn't very consistent with who is getting the same looks on, on the units. But, I mean, Carolina is a really, really solid team, and uh, they're not overly expensive. So I could see going, I could see going there in tournaments. Um, anybody in particular or just no? Well, I think, uh, the top line of Sebastian Ajo, Nino Niederreiter and uh, Toivo Terra is, you know, relatively affordable, a moderately priced, uh, stack. And, and, you know, given how well they're playing, it, it wouldn't be too surprising if they went into Florida and got a, another win against, uh, you know, relatively inconsistent teams still adjusting to some new additions there. Um, so let's switch gears here to the Florida Panthers side of things. Um, you know, obviously they're a team that's, like you said, very inconsistent. And I know that, but I also know that just from following Twitter, Mike Hoffman had a monster game, um, last time out. Uh, is that something that you think is, can, that you could look at again or no, or is there anything else that you like here for the Panthers? 
Yeah, Hoffman's kind of one of those guys who will disappear for a time, but then just erupt. He has that multi-goal upside. Uh, actually, in this game, Florida is interesting for a number of reasons. Carolina is a team that plays at just a frenetic pace. They you know like to to play up tempo, exchange scoring chances, and Florida's top line has full correlation, and they're not that expensive. I mean. Alexander Barkov is just 5,300 on DraftKings. You can get his line mates, Evgeny Dadanov and Jonathan Huberdo for around 5K as well. So it's a very affordable stack. They're fully correlated on that top power play unit. And uh, I think that's it's one of the better lines you, you could target as far as the floor and upside in, in this matchup. It's a decent spot for Florida to, to pick up a, a home win. You know, I, I I venture into hockey every once in a while, like I said, and one of the things that I know is kind of like baseball, you're stacking. So the fact that, like you said, you can get a affordable stack that are all in the same line together plus play on the same power play unit together always seems good in, in a sense. So um like that idea of stacking that line there. Uh, we got the Oilers and the Islanders. Um, what do we like here for Edmonton? Well, McDavid's always in play. I just I don't know how I feel about taking Edmonton in in New York against the Islanders, a, a team that plays relatively slow and they're kind of a tough nut to crack. Decent goaltending, decent defense. The Islanders surprised a lot of people uh, last season just by turning around their, their defense, you know, from from the year prior. But uh, I, I don't know. McDavid is you know, matchup proof along with Leon dry settle. I just don't know if I want to go there on the road with uh, some other, you know, more attractive options on the slate. Those are always guys that are, you're potentially looking at for like the shots on gold too. Like I know McDavid really hasn't had a big start to the season as far as shots on gold, but like those guys stacking those guys together are always have upside as far as I know from like their talent levels. Right. Yeah, I mean, McDavid's one of the best, and he, he logs huge minutes. I mean, he and Dreisaitl are, are averaging almost 20, 25 minutes. At least Dreisaitl is in, in his first couple games. And, you know, Dreisaitl's picked up five points in two games. McDavid, likewise, he's fresh off a four-point game and a, kind of a circus game against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, again, I, I just I just don't know if they have that sort of three, four-point upside that, that you're kind of looking for in tournaments in, in this matchup. Love it. Um, sounds good. Uh, anything here on the Islanders side of things? I think the top line is is interesting. You have Matthew Barzell, Jordan Eberle, and Anders Lee. Of course, the problem with the Islanders is their ice time is, is so shared. You don't get the full correlation with uh, Eberle being on a second unit rather than the first unit. Uh, it's always hard to just pick the Islanders because of that that shared ice time. It's just Edmonton figures to to struggle all season long. Their their defense is just lackluster. I mean, they they gave up five goals to kind of a timid Kings team the other night. So there could be some interest in the Islanders. It's just really tough to peg who is going to do the scoring for them. Um. Just a quick question. I see, like, you know, just kind of looking at the lineups page, like Pollock is a guy that seems to be on the first power play unit. 
his minutes seem to be over 20 minutes a game. Is he a guy that you could potentially play as a defensive player? Or is, is that not something you're liking either? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Pulak stands out. DraftKings, he's priced up a bit at 5.5K, but on FanDuel at 3.9K, which is almost minimum salary there. I mean, he's he's got to be on, on your radar if you're looking to, to spend up at, at Ford. He's, you know, kind of a, a guy who's was chewing minutes at the end of, of last season. He he puts the puck on net. He blocks shots. He he's an interesting play. Uh, I also think the goaltender for the Islanders is in play. They they do give up a fair amount of shots, and if you know they can keep McDavid and Drysaddle contained, there's not really anyone else on the Oilers who can who can score. So I, I think you know. The Islanders' goalie should be good for 30 shots here in a, in a kind of a friendly total. Uh, I don't mind them. Uh, whoever gets to start, whether it's uh, Varlamov or uh, Thomas Grice, we will we'll see. Don't have to worry about that on fantasy draft. You get to play the team goalie, so don't even have to check it. <laughs> there you <laughs> so go. If you, if you like both of them, you don't even have to worry about it. Um, Anaheim Ducks, Detroit Red Wings. Um, what do we like here for the Ducks outside the the few movies they made when I was a kid? Oh, the Ducks. Uh, you know, the Ducks, they're, they're undefeated. Uh, they picked up two wins already. Favorable spots. You know, they were at home. Detroit, likewise, they – picked up two wins as well. They had a, a big game on, on Sunday. Anthony Mantha had four goals. Uh, accordingly, his price rose from, I think it was 4900 to 6600 on on DraftKings. So it's, it's really tough to get behind that, though. Uh, you know, their, their top line with, with Larkin and Bertuzzi has been just, since last season, they, they've just been really dynamite together. The problem is John Gibson in goal for the Ducks kind of limits the upside of, of everyone, not just the Red Wings, just teams in general, because he's so solid in that. Um, this is kind of a, a tough game. I'm not really interested in it for fantasy purposes. There's just not really anything standing out. I mean, I guess if you're looking at the Ducks, they, they do have some – affordable cheap lines uh, some guys like Ricard Raquel or Andre Kasha could be interesting but yeah it's, it's tough to get behind this game in general you know anytime that you play any DFS sport in general and you click on somebody and you see that they're averaging 44 fantasy points and everybody around them is averaging in the teens you instantly think like, oh, this guy's going to be pretty popular. So the fact that you don't really love it um, is more interesting to me than anything else. So, you know, probably not going to go out and put up 30-plus points again is what you're saying? Yeah, it's it's just, you know, Gibson, who was likely to start for the Ducks, is just a good goaltender. And, I mean, you're having to pay a premium for a guy who's kind of you know, went off here in the first two games with three points and four points, 13 shots on goal. I mean, there's some other names around uh, Mantha's price range, like Gunsel or even even Brad Marchand, uh, I think, you know, are kind of more interesting in that respect. So just say, like, if you're if you're looking at a site and, like, they did not adjust Mantha's price. Would you be interested there if he's not as expensive? Uh, I like fantasy draft DraftKings looks like they priced them up, maybe like a Yahoo or something. 
Yeah, absolutely. Manth has always been a guy who, who shoots, you know, shoots the puck. And, you know, for what it's worth, the Ducks do give up a, a decent amount of shots. It's just, I, it's tough to, to pay, you know, that, that increased salary for, for someone who's just kind of, I mean, it's tough to say overachieving already, but it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, because like Yahoo is only like twenty bucks there. Um, knowing their pricing from other sports, it seems like he's mid-tier pricing. So if you mm-hmm. want exposure to him, maybe you play exposure to him there. Um, you can you can get the first line over there um, pretty cheap. It looks like so you can make the stack with those three guys out on that top line if you want to get the stack anywhere. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, let's move on. Sharks and Predators. Um, let's just give crap to all the Nashville fans um, in the office because, you know, anyway. Um, what do we like here for the Sharks? For the Sharks, well, they've not had the start they were looking for. Winless in three attempts. Looked pretty bad in all of them. Although, I mean, two of those games were against the Vegas Golden Knights who look to be one of the top teams here in the National Hockey League. The Sharks, they do get Evander Kane back for this game. He was suspended for the first three after some uh, choice words with the ref in preseason. Uh, the only real interest here in, in the Sharks, I guess, would be the defensemen Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, who you know, are kind of matchup proof. Uh, they, they do have you know, the upside you're looking for on defense, but going into Nashville, not the easiest of places. Furthermore, Nashville is coming off a pretty pretty deflating home loss to the Detroit Red Wings. So I think Nashville bounces back here. Forsberg bounce back. I like it. Um, right? Like that that's isn't that the guy in Nashville like everybody loves? Yeah, Philip Forsberg. I mean, he's got a new new line mate. They picked up Matt Duchesne in the offseason. Uh talented line with Duchesne, Grandlin, and Forsberg. They also, <clears throat> you get two pieces of the top power play unit there. And all things considered, I mean, Duchesne, Forsberg, and uh, Grandlin, they're, they're very intriguing in tournaments given the Sharks' goaltending woes and, and their struggles here. Now, do you find, just in general in hockey, that the second line is lower owned than the first line just because people want to play the first? Not particularly. For for example, in Nashville's case, I mean, they have two, you know, one in, in 1A and 1B lines here. I, I do think the Forsberg and Shane Granlin line is, is the better of the uh, the two lines, the other being Craig Smith, Ryan Johansson, and Victor Arvidsson. Uh you know, I, I think people are, are more familiar with the names, and Duchesne and, and Forsberg are two that are, are, are not going to fly under anyone's radar. Josie's kind of matchup proof, too, right? Like, isn't he one of the better defensive players in the league? Yeah, he is. And he's he hasn't done much in, in the first two games here. I mean, he only has four shots on goal, a block, and then a measly assist. I mean, he this could be one of those spots where where he just he goes off here. There you go. Look, I'm shocking you a little bit, right? Like, I'm bringing a little of the heat. Um, all joking. I, I Like I said, I, I'm just here to in, intro the games. And 
listen like everybody else. Uh, Kings, Flames, I already kind of talked about this. Like, if I'm a Vegas person, which I am, I love looking at Vegas stuff for every every sport in general. If I'm looking at Vegas, I am – Calgary is a team that I'm looking at on this slate. Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of a big difference here with the Flames tonight versus I believe it was Saturday night when the pricing was so soft and you can get that, that full line for around 15000 Now you check the salaries and, and that line is costing you almost 20000 on DraftKings. Uh, so obviously this matchup has been priced in with the Kings. The Kings are an aging team. Their their defense is, is lousy. They're just an, a lousy team in general. And uh, I mean, there's no doubt that the Flames' top line is going to be the, the most popular given the matchups. They're at home, and uh, you know I, I think in cash games you're, you're going to want to get some exposure to. The Flames top line, however, in tournaments, uh, I think there are other ways to look, especially considering the pricing on that line. Again, like the Kings line, the the top line anyway, seems to be pretty affordable um, over on Yahoo. So might be a spot. I'm underweight somewhere on some sites and just playing them more on like a Yahoo. Um, is there anything on the Kings here? It, it just – or are they just a team you're just kind of staying away from on the slate? Yeah, I really don't have any interest in them, especially on the road. I mean, I guess the case could be made for their goaltender because he should see whew, at least 35 shots. And with that, that 35 save bonus, I mean, if, you know, Jonathan Quick or whoever starts for the Kings is, you know, dialed in, I mean, there's there's some leverage there. Uh, I think another way you could approach this game is to look at the Flames' second line of um, Mikhail Backlund, uh, Matthew Kachuk, and just recently moved up there was Sam Bennett, who is you know, dirt cheap across the industry, 3200 on DraftKings, uh, $4,000 on, on FanDuel. I mean, that, that line is dirt cheap. And um, we saw time and time again last year the Flames' second line would just you know erupt on home ice and then the top line would just be kind of, you know, skating by. So I think they're looking to be contrarian but still get exposure to a team with a strong Vegas total. The, the Flames' second line is is affordable and, uh, you know, they're in a pretty good spot here against a, a pretty poor Kings team. Yeah, and if you're looking at anything, like Jonathan Quick gave up six goals the other night. So there you go. Like, <laughs> um, is it Riddick, the goalie for the Flames? Um, obviously, probably one of the chalkier, safer plays here. Yeah, chalky, safe. I mean, he's, he is the most expensive goalie on DraftKings. But, I mean, with the new scoring, the win isn't worth as much. And, you know, if he, he he's not going to see anything more than maybe 24. 25 shots and if he lets him too I mean there's you're just not going to to do anything with that so I, I really don't even have any interest in uh David Riddick of course on, on FanDuel he is uh just 7.7k where the win is weighted so heavily so I, I think in, in cash games definitely Riddick is your play but uh, I'd be looking for more upside in tournaments all right, to round it out here, we got the Boston Bruins and the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Golden Knights coming off of back-to-back wins against San Jose to start the season. Um, 
is this a game that like this is a good game, right? Yeah, this is this is a good game. It's sneaky for a number of reasons. I mean, you do have Boston's top line, who is just uh, you know matchup proof in general, and and it's you know, Vegas plays at a pretty good pace, especially on home ice. Uh, you know, it's it, they could be sneaky with. Uh, as, as a late hammer, no one really likes to take those those late games. And uh, I think if you're looking to go contrarian from, say, the Flames' top line, another way to go would be uh, Boston's top line. You know, they have the, the skill no matter the matchup. Um, what do we like here on the Vegas side? Vegas side, uh, I think Cody Glass is, is still relatively cheap across the industry. He's been centering the second unit with uh, Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. He's still 4,300 DraftKings and FanDuel. Not sure if you need to go there tonight, but uh, he, he does make that line affordable. And Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty have been pretty pretty good here. And on home ice, they could get some favorable matchups against the Bruins. And they skate together in the second power play unit, too, from what JMB was telling me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was a stack that he liked on opening night. I think it was the four game slate. So, um, yeah, any interest? Pretty, yeah, that was a that was a pretty popular one on opening night. You won't see the same kind of ownership tonight, but this game could be could be sneaky. All right, any interest in either of the goalies? Yeah, I, I think uh, Tuka Rask will probably get the start for the Bruins, although Yaroslav Halak was. In that last time out, and he, he pitched a shutout. I, I think both of those goalies <clears throat> are interesting here. Vegas puts up a, a fair number of shots, and you know, given that the total is still five and a half, if the Bruins give up, you know, 30, 30 plus shots, there's there's a chance they they come out with a win, and maybe the goalie gets the the big save bonus, or you know, racks up the saves. I could see that paying off. All right. Um, I didn't tell you this, just like I didn't tell JMB this. I'm going to put you on the spot. We play the morning grind game here each and every day where we take some picks that we like for certain things. So I got three things I'm going to ask you here. You can pick anybody you want on this slate. Give me somebody that's going to score a goal. Sidney Crosby. All right. Um, he's good at hockey, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty good. People think he's, uh, you know, washed up here, but he's – He's coming off one of his more productive seasons in a while, and he should get all the ice time here with the injury to Evgeny Malkin and Nick Duke's game. All right, I like it. Um, all right, this is one JMV was so close opening night. Give me a guy to get three or more points. Um, goals and assists, obviously. It could be the same person, can't it? No, that's not no. – this. no, that's no fun. What's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go with – Philip Forsberg. Uh, see, I like that. I already I kind of called out the 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 homers in the in the Nashville office. So, um, all right, and then any team to win outside, I'm not going to let you take um, the Flames. I'm not going to let you take the Vegas Chalk. Uh, Florida Panthers. All right, um, sounds good to me. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Now the big thing is going to be watching the Pittsburgh morning skate. A lot of value will open up, um, especially with Alex Galchenyuk and Jared McCann. 
uh, it's, it's really going to be tough to get away from, from Pittsburgh given the value and just the ice time that, that opens up with the injury to uh, Malkin and Bukestad. So keep an eye on that. All right. If you want more information, like I said at the beginning, sign up to the Roto-Grinders premium here for NHL. And if you have the core sports, like if you already have NFL core sport premium here, you pay the $39 a month. Um, you do get access to NHL, so take advantage of that. Um, expert survey and stuff for today's eight-game slate. Um, also, check out Discord, I'm sure. All the guys will be talking about this Pittsburgh morning skate. I think that, you know, from what I gathered, is going to be very important to pay attention to. So, I appreciate you, Joda, jumping on here um, last minute and talking some hockey with me. Um, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more sports. Good luck in your contest tonight, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.